John, can you tell me what I'm thinking about right now? Uh, something about food. No, better yet, coffee. Okay, easy guess. 90% <laughs> of the time, that's right. Have you ever felt that you could predict something or that you knew what was going to happen before it happened? Tune into our next episode to see why John is asking such funny questions. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Bible Story Podcast. My name is Braden Pohoich and I am one half of the hosting duo here at the podcast. That's right. My name is John Drabert, and I am the other more handsome half of this duo. Well, you, yeah. never, you never miss a chance to take a shot at me, do you? Well, hey, that's not a <laughs> shot at you. I'm just, I'm just accentuating or just highlighting how handsome I, I am. That's all. No, mm-hmm. no shots at you. No shots <laughs> right, at you. Right. It okay. totally feels authentic. No shots ever. Yeah. Yep. Okay. To be honest, if you're going to set me up like that, I'm going to take the, take, take the shot. Uh, so, That's yeah, fair. I'm just simply putting you on your toes, making you a better person, more on edge, ready, yeah, to, ready, on edge. ready, to, ready to go. Exactly. Yes, on yes. edge. We agree. <laughs> <laughs> you're making me more on edge. All right. So, um, we haven't done a check-in for our viewers in the last little while. Why don't, why don't we do that quick and then we can jump into this episode? That sounds good. Great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how are you, Brayden? This is our check-in. So this is not like, it's not a like earth shattering question, but no, but like authentically, we like to be real for our viewers. How are you? I have a coffee in front of me. It was purchased by one of my greatest friends. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, I, you know what? I'm good. I think as of we're March 1st, Mm -hmm. we're recording this. And so um as of january 2022 i feel like i turned a corner you know with the global pandemic and although that's still a thing and is difficult but i feel lighter personally i'm excited about summer i'm really excited about the ministry we get to do here not to say that i haven't always been excited about it but i just i feel fresh Hmm. um here at covenant bay which is the camp we both work out work we do work out but I we both do. work at Kevin and Bates. we should do more um, <laughs> but I think I'm growing and being challenged in some really good ways so yeah. I'm I am doing well thanks for asking that's that's great uh, I appreciate your answer and yep. being real with us absolutely let's jump into the episode <laughs> <laughs> just kidding John how are you well thanks for asking Braden. Yeah. you know uh, I am um, I'm probably not quite in the same positive space like you. Like for the last week now, we've been hearing about things that are happening in Ukraine. Yeah. I'll be honest, that's got me down. It's heavy. It's really hard to hear what uh, Putin is, is ordering his troops to do yeah. in Ukraine. Uh, really scary. Heavy, confusing. Really scary. Even it, yeah. it's hard. There's so much information. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely growing, definitely being challenged in my faith, uh, mm-hmm. beyond, uh, you know, that one, one topic of, of war in Ukraine right now, but I am very grateful for what God's doing and, and what he's doing in our world too. So, yeah. uh, not all is hopeless by any stretch. Right. So, yeah. I, th- I appreciate you sharing that. And, uh, yeah, as a podcast family, we can hold those people in prayer. Absolutely. We should. Um, and as always, if you guys want to reach out with a question, if you want to tell us how you're doing, please do. Yeah. We'd love to hear. Yeah. We do really like to hear from you guys. 
Uh, you can always find us at Bible Story Pod on Instagram and shoot us a DM. I think that's what the cool kids say. Or mail us a letter. You know, that works too. Or for for anybody in, in my generation, maybe you could send like a carrier pigeon or a telegraph. You know, those things would work too. Okay. If anyone has a telegraph machine, I don't even know what that looks like. And we receive a telegraph. I don't know how we do that. I'll give John $20. Okay. <laughs> I need the money. So like, if we could get like at least a hundred of you doing that, that wow. would be awesome. There's a listener out there that has a telegraph. And I he's don't just know- going to like... He's going to spam us with telegrams. I'll give you a hundred bucks if I get a carrier pigeon here with a message for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You heard it. Uh, Someone's got to come through for us, please, because I need the money. All right. Enough about John's outdated references and his (laughs) current state of his bank statement. Um, We get to jump back into our saga with Samuel. And I I mean that not lightly. It's a saga. It is. There is is a lot going on. Samuel... In, in some ways, takes us a, a back seat in this story because we focus on Saul so much that yeah. Samuel just seems to come in and out and then we're like learning about everything that is going on with Saul. So there's, mm-hmm. it's just a, it's a lot. There's a lot going on. And we are now in a part of Samuel and Saul's story that is riddled with war. Right. Um, basically, like he's, he's fighting on all, all corners uh, or all sides with his enemies. Um, and they're all wanting to go to war with, with Israel, it seems. They're so, surrounded. Israel's yeah. army is basically surrounded. He's a busy guy fighting <laughs> a lot of wars, and that's not yes. easy. Uh, we also, you know, have, have seen or, or read, rather, that Saul, um, who was chosen to be king by the people, even though Samuel, the prophet, warned against it, right? And Saul is continually not following God's orders or instruction. This is a pattern we've pointed out for the last probably two or three episodes. And surprise, surprise, it does not change. No, it doesn't change. And that, and that's like, this story sounds pretty brutal, actually. Yeah. Um, Specifically what God orders Saul to do. It's heavy. And Mm -hmm. I, and I, and I'm not going to even start to pretend that um, I understand all of it. Yeah. But it's in scripture. And we're not going to skip over it just because it's a hard story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're going to walk through it and we're going to learn from it. Yeah. I, you know what? Actually, that was, a, uh, that was a theme at church on Sunday. Mm. Is that just because it's a hard story, we're not going to skip over it. Yeah. Okay. So it, it, it is a really good thing to note that actually it's a, it's a heavy story. John and I don't know all the reasoning behind it, why it happened, but we're going to explore it together. So as we read through it, it's important to remember that there's specifically some of the history of Israel and God and Saul as the king. So kind of keep that at the front of your mind. Yes. And it it ends up being a fairly complex story. Right. Yeah. It's it's not, uh, yeah, cut and dry. Nope, it isn't. All right. Okay. So here we go. We, like, obviously, we often see this in life, too, that what God asks in this scenario is, is really harsh. We'll, we'll get to that situation um, kind of as we go through. There's so much context to take into consideration, and there's a lot of people on both sides of the story. Mm-hmm. I agree. So today we start in 1 Samuel chapter 14, verse 47. Yep. So, Braden, give that a read for us. Okay, sounds great. After Saul had assumed rule over Israel, he fought against their enemies on every side. Moab, the Ammonites, Edom, the kings of Zobah, 
and the Philistines. Wherever he turned, he inflicted punishment on them. He fought valiantly and defeated the Amalekites, delivering Israel from the hands of those who had plundered them. Well, there are a lot of big, big, uh, crazy names and of countries and. I am not an English groups. major, and I tried my best. Well, I don't think those are English words, even. So I'm not a language major. <laughs> I barely speak English. Yeah. At any rate, uh, so back to the story. It, it like it is. It has been a really violent number of years for Saul. Yeah, they're pointing out all the wars and all the and uh, like it says he you know he s- struck punishment yeah. or was fighting at every. Inflicted punishment on them wherever he turned. Yeah, and I, war changes not just a person but a whole country significantly. But like it had to have had a big impact on Saul. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it. It's interesting too because it does seem you know earlier when we see kind of Saul introduced into this whole story of Samuel here, we recognize his heart had changed and he had kind of aligned himself with God. And and now it, it seems like he's a very different person at this point. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really does. He he I would say he's more violent, and maybe that's somewhat out of necessity to protect his people, but mm-hmm. um but maybe a little bit more angry at the whole situation in in general. Uh, maybe less humble right. as well. So Yeah, okay. So we have read a few times um about the warnings that Samuel keeps bringing. Now, Samuel's the prophet. He's the one that kind of intercedes what God is saying to the people. And, and um, it, you know, Samuel's the one that brings this to Saul. And it, he actually says here in this chapter um, that this is going to end Saul's reign as king. Doesn't give him much specific, but it, he says that. Big, it's a bold statement. It is a bold statement, which is... Which must have felt really strange to Saul, right? Like, nobody wants to give up the power that they have, or most people don't want to. Right. So, obviously, there's something to be said about his leadership and his success as a king. Like, he's winning a lot of battles. Right. Um, it's not like it's all going horribly wrong. He's having some success. Yeah. If they were fighting all those battles and they lost, they would have been, like, decimated. Yeah. They would have been gone. Absolutely. And in those days, like that's that's a huge success. The more the more battles you won, the more power and money and and victory you would have had. The more influence, right, right. So we things we see things shift differently. And as mm-hmm. you you and I know, Braden, success or power in God's kingdom is, is really really different than the way we define things here on earth. Exactly. So okay, the story continues. Okay, so it outlines the family of Saul and then goes into one specific battle between the Amalekites. Yeah, and, and once again, we see Samuel come with a warning or caution from God. Uh, John, can you read that section for us? Sure. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I will punish the Amalekites for what they did to Israel when they waylaid them as they came up from Egypt. Now, go attack the Amal- Amalekites and totally destroy all that belongs to them. Do not spare them. Put to death men and women, children and infants, cattle and sheep, camels and donkeys. That's, that's a hard piece of scripture to read for me. Yeah, that's, I mean, a strong thing for Samuel to bring. Uh, it's a, obviously a huge ask, but pra- specifically, it's, it's brutal. It's, yeah. it's just, it's, that is... 
violent and specific. Horrific. It really, yeah. really is. Yeah. And I think at, at some point we have to ask the question, why? But yeah. I think we're going to get there, right? Yeah. Okay. So then, John, and for you and I to discuss, why do we see God, he's ordering the desecration or the wiping out of a people group, of a, of a town, of a, uh, you know, a group. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, to me, that, that's hard to say that that's loving. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Wh- what do we do with that? Well, I, I think you're right. And I agree from this perspective that it doesn't seem too loving. Like when you just read the narrative without digging much deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, like, we do have to ask, why is God asking such, for such a crazy, difficult thing for Samuel and Israel to do? Yeah. So we're missing some really important parts of the story. Um, the Amalekites were walking further and further from God. And that's been happening for decades. Mm. So there's this idea that God's being, been patient. God's calling them, as he does to all people, mm-hmm. calling them to himself. And, and they're just not having it. So we can assume then at some point they had opportunity to turn toward God realign with him or repent from their sin or or kind of where they were at the at this point i i really do think so mm-hmm. um just knowing the character of god and and how uh he is consistently a patient god right um which we see here with saul as he continues to not follow he go he's gone back and forth several times right right yeah um okay so would we say then it's uh, an act of, of justice? Uh, I think so. I think it's an act of justice, but, I, but as much as it is justice, it's yeah. also righteousness. Hmm. Okay, so it still seems tough. I, I guess uh, for us, like we only understand such a small, small portion of it. Um, and it's, it's easy to see the harshness of that command come out so fast as we read it, and really hard to, to read deeper and find the love within it. Right. So, and, and I think it's because we are unable to see the depth or, and, and the breadth of how things work out or come to a close. It really is hard to see the good sometimes. Right. We're in the midst of the story. We're in the midst of the story. Yeah. And we don't even have all of the details of the story. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of context we we don't see. Yeah, and and uh, or or even context that we would never see. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you a question. Okay. Have you have you ever thought of it like this? The whole the world as a whole. Yeah. Right. Is it's kind of similar to an individual body. So we've got lots of working systems in our bodies, roadways, so to speak, water, people, etc. Uh, similar to blood, bones, organs, microbes. You know, all those things in our world kind of are kind of, there's a parallel right. with our body. Between a human body and yep. the earth. Yep. So just like our body and the world, uh, the world can have disease, sickness, and ailment, which cause the breakdown of the world or of our body. Think of the world's storms, mm-hmm. wars, earthquakes, also leading to the breakdown of, of the systems within our world. And more specifically, the breakdown of, of the perfect creation God first intended. Hmm. So sometimes to save a body, like if, if I was hurt, 
Right. We might have to cut out or remove some of the disease or the infection or or what have you. Right. And to and to fight a pandemic. Yep. Uh, we might or or to stop flooding in our country, we have to take protective measures to uh, stave off the the harm that could come. Right. Like a sandbag wall or yeah. a, a mask. A mask or, right. or, or a vaccine familiar. or yep. whatever it might be. So. I think God was doing similar here. Okay. Um, I think the Amalekites were causing a lot of harm. Hmm. They had to have been causing an incredible amount of harm for God to order such such a thing. Right. And so he's removing that toxic and dangerous element in hopes uh, that the rest could find healing and be restored Hmm. and that's like i know that's a real clinical way to look at things yeah um but you know i i really do think that god had the best in mind right when he when he ordered that Hmm. which is it's still hard for me to wrap my head around God, what were you thinking? Yeah. And he's just too big for me to understand. I, I think there's a good there's a good difference there in terms of like I know I I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I know in my head God had the best interest in mind. Yeah. But my heart still hurts for that. Yes. That's yeah. that's where it's hard to sit with. Yeah. You know, this story or I guess maybe where we've ended today's uh, in this story, it, it, it finishes with Saul not quite following the instructions of God. You know, there were a lot of people killed, mm-hmm. but they spared the king and everything else that was good. It says they were unwilling to destroy everything, which is really directly against God's order. Right. So we're going to finish the other half of this story next week. And uh, I don't know if we'll <laughs> n- end up tying a nice little bow around this, this story because there's maybe no bow that you can put around this right. story. But we're going to learn some more about it next week. But again, it, it, there was... Yeah, we, we see a lot of people die, but we also see that um, Saul's army took... I don't know if you want to say pity or took prisoners or whatever, but there were certain people, so they didn't follow the direction of God perfectly. Yeah. Okay. So uh, amid the... Amid the difficulty, John, of this story or the heaviness, what, what is something we should be focusing on or maybe we could be focusing on? Because it feels like I, we haven't walked away with anything just yet. Yeah. Um, well, let me throw it back at, at you. What, what do you think? How, how can we help someone understand the breadth of God's love even when the story is really difficult to understand? You love throwing it back at me. I sure do. <laughs> And to be quite honest, this is a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I kind of like that idea, though, that there's a little bit of an uneasiness, but, but the idea of, like, love isn't easy. Hmm. Okay, keep... Go on. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I think we'd like it to be, right? Uh, we would love... <laughs> we would like for it to be simple and laid out right in front of us, you know, this idea of love, a relationship, but it's not. Jesus's life and death wasn't easy. Um, and, and even though we, 
you and I both have relationships with God and, and we know that we're loved in that, John. That doesn't mean that we wake up every day and that relationship is easy. Or relationships with friends and families and spouses, all of those things, there's love there, but it doesn't mean that it's easy. Hmm. I, I, I like that. That's great. Uh, that's a really d- good thought in the midst of this. <laughs> it, make, it makes sense? It makes total sense. And it doesn't necessarily attempt to try to like put a bow on something that you can't put a bow on. Yeah. It's kind of like it's okay to sit in the struggle of that. Yeah. I think, I think, I really do think it is. I, I think we can all imagine a time when we have, ha- have had a hard time loving someone. Mm-hmm. It might not be the, the extreme that we see in this story, but there's, there's, a hard, there's hard times that, uh, about accepting love of someone else or loving someone. Yeah. And I, I think we've all experienced that. Yeah. Okay. So to reiterate, the lesson for today is love is not easy. Yeah. There, there is always a, a complex story behind it. And I think we saw that very clearly in our scripture today. So in light of what's happening in our world today uh, with Russia and Ukraine, Braden, I've got a loaded question, but I want you to do your best with it. All right. Here it is. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Like, this yeah. is just tough. What do you think of it all? Yeah, it's, uh, there's so much to it. And um, it's one of those things, like, I think it brings hard truths and hard memories, and war is never a, a thing that we walk into lightly. Um, one of the verses that has brought me some understanding, maybe solace is a better word, or, or peace, is uh, found in John. So it's John 14, 15 to 18, and it says, very in here, it's the, we can see there's a clear connection between our obedience to God um, and, and our love for God. So Jesus is speaking. This is him speaking to his disciples. It says this, if you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. You know, that is such a great passage of scripture, but not to argue with that (laughs) passage, but to maybe counter it slightly. Like in today's story, we, yeah. we see the Amalekites who consistently tried to destroy or enslave the Israelites and other people groups, and they were not at all trying to obey God. Right. Right? And, and Israel, or Saul specifically, was, was anything but perfect in obeying God. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, you've got one group that's not at all trying to obey God, and you've got right. another group here that's kind of sort of sometimes occasionally when it's convenient. Right. Well, I mean, we know in God's character that he's compassionate. Yeah. Slow to anger. I think you just quoted a scripture, compassionate and slow to anger. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and, it, and it says, you know, the Amalekites, it was decades of, of stepping further and further and further away from God. Um, and, and he gave them opportunity to figure it out and... and as a compassionate God was compassionate towards them. But now, 
you know, we can kind of understand just as we spoke with the body, um, you cut out an infection. Sometimes that means losing a limb, right? And it hurts. And it hurts. It's and not it, what it we makes want. life difficult sometimes from that point on. And so I think here what we're reading about specifically with the Amalekites and, and is, is God stopping them before they continue to do unimaginable harm to other people. And, and in, in a really bizarre way, not necessarily showing compassion to the Amalekites, but right. to the people groups that they would have harmed yeah. if God had done nothing. Yeah. So to bring it back to today, mm-hmm. And the war that's happening in Ukraine that like is six days old, uh, right? As of as of today, the recording of today. Um, are we saying that the most compassionate thing that can be done is to is to stop Putin himself from harming and destroying others as soon as possible? Like I'm, I yeah. that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, and I think that's what we're we're saying. But I'm just like. Like I'm not, I'm not anybody. It feels like I'm kind of a nobody in, uh, on the grand scale of the world. Right. Like, I mean, we're not I, pre- we're not pretending to know everything about this situation. No, not at no. all. I'm just, I'm just. I guess what I'm saying, I'm just not sure even how the best way to go about doing that would even yeah. be. And right. And we're we're recording this and sharing this because John and I both felt that we had to speak to it. Yeah. Uh, in light of today's story, but also just in light of a of the global Christian community, yeah. you know, um, obviously it's such a difficult situation, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we know that there's power in prayer, and that we continue to pray for the world leaders and and their decisions that they bring an end to this war, that their decisions, you know, we pray that they follow God's. God's Prop, leading, prompting, yeah. and yeah. leading, and that and that things wrap up as soon as possible, um, you know. And we're we're also praying for all of those people being harmed, and and that really everyone in the world comes to know the truth, mm. like in that scripture that Jesus is speaking there. Yeah, you know, I have to say that, like you said, we didn't plan this story for this week. No, and you know, after it. After sharing this story in light of the current events in Ukraine, I just got to say, my heart is just broken. It is heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our lesson for today was love isn't easy. It's not. And it, and it feels all sorts of true today. Growth Tip Time. Growth Tip Time. A growth tip is a way we can all grow in a relationship with God. It's a small trip, uh, a small tip or trick to practice throughout the week. All right. In in light of what we've been talking about uh, and kind of where we are with this episode, I, I think I have a good idea. Uh, I love your good ideas <laughs> when they are good ideas indeed. Yeah. So share with us. Okay. So uh, we've been talking about love. We've also been talking about the difficulty of that love and, and uh, some of the heaviness, I think, that the world is, is feeling. Mm. Uh, one of the ways that I really feel loved or see love is by sharing joy, ah. um, 
if I get to share a story, a joyful story with someone or someone shares that with me, I, I feel loved. So I think that we should share God's joy with somebody this week. I love that, Braden. That's, <laughs> that's great. So uh, share a story of joy. Share your joy. Ask mm-hmm. someone what has brought them joy, perhaps. Write, write these stories down or draw a picture and give it to someone. So many ways this can be done. Uh, make it your own and have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Share some joy. I, I agree. John, you always share really good stories. You're a natural born storyteller. Um, so I appreciate that. Well, shucks, man. <laughs> I get to share in your yeah. joy. Uh, all right. Well, thank you all so much. That is the Bible Story Podcast for this week. You guys are, are amazing and uh, we hope you find some joy. Remember, there is nothing more important than a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Take care and goodbye.